We continue on in Mesech Sukkah, the second chapter, Mishnah 8 and 9, uh, Perk Sheni, Mishnah Ches, and Tes. Nashim Vavadim Ketanim Peturim in that women, slaves, and children are uh, children under the age of, of obligation for mitzvot are exempt from sitting in the sukkah. Uh, so the question is why? And uh, and we see here that this is a mitzvah's asr shazman garama, that uh, the uh, it's a positive uh, mitzvah that uh, that is time bound in nature. Um, so women, we would assume, would be exempt because that's the general principle by women. Uh, Ketanim, obviously, um, under the age of mitzvah observance, so we wouldn't expect them to be obligated in, in mitzvah observance. And Avadim uh, have certainly no more requirement than Nashim, um, than uh, women in terms of uh, mitzvah observance. So the question is, why does the mission need to explicitly state this? It would seem to be obvious that, uh, that women would be exempt from this mitzvah. So there are a couple different reasons why one would think that perhaps they would be obligated, and therefore it needs to be stated this explicitly. Number one is, again, the principle that we've discussed time and time again now, Teshu came to Duru, you should live as you would normally live. So normally, uh, when one lives with their wife, when one lives with their family, so they live together. It's not that uh, that the men sleep outside and the women sleep inside, or vice versa. That's not how it works. So therefore, maybe because this is a family mitzvah, Teshu came to Duru, that the women would be obligated in the sukkah as well. Or perhaps, back to what we discussed just a couple of Mishnahs ago, the famous Gezer Shava, the famous comparison from Pesach, because they were both occurred on the 15th, one the 15th of Nisan, the other the 15th of Tishrei, that the obligation uh, would be the same, because women are obligated in Achilas Matzah, of eating the Matzah on the first night of Pesach, so perhaps they would be obligated in Sukkah as well, because it's compared uh, in many different halachic ways to Pesach. So we see, Nashim Vavadim Ketanim are not obligated in the Sukkah. Katan Sheinu Tzarech who is this katan? Who is this young child that is not obligated in the sukkah, or who is obligated in the sukkah? Chayv sukkah. That a, a we have a concept of chinuch that we don't start at thirteen one day or twelve in one day for the young man or the young woman. In this case, obviously speaking, just about the young man. That ready go. You went from zero to sixty. You have an obligation for zero mitzvos yesterday to many mitzvos today to all of the mitzvos today. We don't say such a thing. Rather, we say that there's a concept of chinuch that we have to educate our children, we have to imbue within them not only the where, what, how, but also hopefully the why and the special feeling that mitzvahs are supposed to bring to us. And we'll see why, perhaps specifically, we bring this up in this Mishnah. Um, so uh, the person, the, the, the child who, who won't call for his mother uh, repeatedly, meaning we'll call once and the mom doesn't answer, okay, so wait patiently. Uh, so that's the, uh, a child who's old enough now to go away from his mother for the night and to be in the sukkah. What's a more extreme example, perhaps? One could say the following part of the Mishnah, that Shammai's daughter-in-law had a baby. And Beishamai took off the ceiling that was above the crib of the baby and put on schach, so the baby, again, a newborn, would be as though they were dwelling, not as though, but would be dwelling in the sukkah. So Beishamai felt that the, the obligation to be mechanic, to educate the young males, uh, male children, would be uh, started at an extremely uh, uh, early, early, early age, and that was something that he felt uh, important. There's a lot of interesting ideas. The Marshal 
quotes that perhaps this is a way uh, that uh, that he was trying to educate an older sibling who had not yet taken to the concept of sukkah. But uh, nonetheless, it's the concept uh, that we can certainly learn that uh, that trying to imbue mitzvahs, even from an early age where they don't understand, but realize that it's special and it's worth the effort, uh, it, it's, a, it's a nice thing. Says Mishnah Tassel, it's not how we paskin in this particular case, but it's, it's a nice thing nonetheless in terms of chinuch. Mishnah Tess, and this dovetails beautifully with Mishnah Ches, Kol Shivas Ayamim Adam Oseh Sukkah Sukkah Vesorai. The philosophy, and not only the philosophy, but the practice of a person during the seven days of Sukkah is that their Sukkah becomes their primary dwelling place. And the house is, uh, is like their gazebo. The house is a secondary dwelling place. Yardu Geshomim, Lifanos. At what point in time does the weather indicate that that should be opposite? That our sukkah should not be our primary dwelling place and our, hook, and our sukkah should not be our secondary, and our house should not be our secondary place. When does it switch? When it rains. At what point in time, what's the measurement? What's the objective measurement of rain that tells us that this is, uh, no longer the case where the sukkah is my primary residence? Mishetisrach Hamikva. Hamikpa, uh, excuse me, that, uh, that when the porridge starts to get spoiled, the rain coming in from the sukkah, uh, has diluted, has tainted, has ruined, uh, the porridge that I'm eating, uh, when that happens, so I know that I shouldn't be in this place anymore. Again, not to talk about halacha but, uh, one of the, one of the ideas that's given often is if the halacha of teshu came to do, that we're supposed to live in our dwelling place, as we would normally live in our home. We're supposed to live in the sukkah as we would normally live in our home. So the answer is fairly clear. If I'm sitting in my dining room and there's a leak, uh, but I've got a lot of company. It's, it's an important thing for me to stay in the dining room. This is a hush of this is a very important place. So at what point in time do I move to another place? The, the leak, the weather, the temperature, the wind, the rent. At what point in time would I leave from my regular home to go somewhere else to pick up and find another home that I can use their dining room. At what point in time am I going to do that? So perhaps that would be a, uh, a an example uh, of a litmus test that we can use. Mashlu mashal. So uh, let's give a mashal. Let's give a parable in terms of what this means when it rains on us on Sukkot. And this is, I believe, ties back to Mishnah Ches in terms of educating our children. What is this analogous to when it rains on us on, during Sukkot? That when a servant comes to bring his master a glass uh, of, uh, of wine, of water, to fill up a glass. And the master takes the glass and throws it back in his face. That the Eved, the servant, is trying to do something uh, meaningful and generous and, and kind to the master. And the master takes this opportunity to, to reject that kindness. It takes it and throws it back uh, in our face, in the face of the servant. Um, this goes, again, just as, as an aside, and this isn't the time in terms of Limur HaMishnach, but uh, perhaps as we tie it to Chinuch and Mishnach Ches, that uh, what's our reaction when the weather is either too chilly in the sukkah or you see it's going to rain? So are we secretly excited that now we can go ahead and eat inside and have the creature comforts that our homes necessarily provide? Or are we extremely disappointed that uh, we wanted the opportunity to sit in the sukkah? We wanted the opportunity to fulfill the mitzvah as God had requested us to, and, and now that opportunity has been taken from us. At least uh, if it rains on us, and hopefully it won't over the course of sukkahs, uh, we'll be able to have the appropriate reaction and be, be disappointed when our opportunity to sit in the sukkah, which only is for seven days over the course of the year, uh, is taken away from us.